Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast with your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. I'm your host, Nima Karazi, and this is my journey. Now, normally we do monthly updates. I know the last episode was an Anthony interview, which was extra long. So thank you so much for listening to all of that and also listening to two ads. I really appreciate that. Today, we are also not doing a monthly recap so much as we are doing an England recap. And we have a special guest today. We have the lovely Michelle here with us. Hi. Hi. Straight from the intro to the episode. You're listening to the Gastric Sleep Podcast. I don't even remember it. That's me, guys. (laughs) From the intro. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And the outro. And the outro. I get a lot of... You're listening to it every week. I'm sure you're as sick of it as I am. No. No, everyone loves it, and I get a lot of messages saying, "Is that Michelle?" I didn't even recognize. I didn't even recognize. I also do. You might also know me uh, from. Thank you for calling. Blah blah blah. If you're calling to speak to a representative, call blah blah blah. Oh yeah, you're you're calling because your power's gone out. Press two. (laughs) You know that kind of stuff. If you're calling because you don't have any phone service, (laughs) this doesn't make any sense. (coughs) Also, I'm sick. Yeah, well, yes, you are getting better. So we went to England for three weeks. We came back and then promptly Michelle got sick. Yeah. For like a week. So thanks to all you germy germ heads from England that were on that plane (laughs) to Los Angeles because you can all suck it. And then, (laughs) And then you started getting better and then I got sick. Yeah, and then you got better and then I got different sick. And then you got different sick, yeah. I got different sick. You got cough sick. First, I was nose sick. Oh, yeah, you were then nose sick. I was sick. fine for a week. And yeah, I was you like, were great. Ha, 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 you're coughing. Ha, yeah, ha, ha. Yeah. Weird that I didn't get a cough. And then I got a cough. Then you got your cough sick. No. Now you got like a weird chestal, oh, yeah. weird the, breathy thing sick. I hate to say it, but it sounds like the death rattle. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. I do sound like I'm going to die. No, we're all going to die. It's just yeah. going to take some of us longer. Hopefully not this week. No, not this week. Because I'm. We had shit to do, glad man. I to say I got some antibiotics. So hopefully, Z pack it up. Well, <laughs> allegedly, we'll see. TBD, on TBD, that. TBD on the Z pack. But all is well. We're doing fine. We're getting better. We don't have COVID. If you're wondering, we've tested so many times. Yeah, we tested. We've done rapid tests. I did a PCR. It's like test. one of those things you don't believe. You're like, well, I'm still having symptoms. <laughs> I guess I have COVID. And then you test again like two days. You're like, still no COVID. You're like smelling all the flowers in your house. Yeah. You're like walking over, smelling your own armpits. Nope, nope. I can definitely smell. Here's I can smell. a PSA smell. Oh, for you. You may still get a cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's for not sure. COVID. It could also still be a cold. Yeah. yeah. Or monkeypox. Oh, God. 
<laughs> Did you forget about monkeypox? Yeah. I shouldn't have said anything. Now you're like gonna... one more fucking thing to listen or worry about? Now you're going to Google monkeypox after Ugh, this? No, I'm not. Okay. Well, can then don't. Can I swear don't. on your podcast? You can sw- Fuck yes, you can swear. You Fuck asked the last yeah, time too. Bro. Okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I will not take this over on my pity party, but. No, no. This is super relaxed, super chill. There's no agenda. Well, I'm not wearing a shirt. So I don't. Good dirt. <laughs> I only, I just wanted to say one thing. I usually start the podcast by saying I started the month at this weight and I ended the month at that weight. So I am going to say this. I, when we left to go to England, I was 248. And when we got back from England, I was 245. Wow. Yeah. And the only recap I want to do about exercising while in England was that I ran or walked every single day and it only rained like two days out of the whole three weeks we were so in a related story i chased him every single day (laughs) get back here you (laughs) son of a bitch and so he was running away from me yeah no but there's my uh my uncle and aunt live right next to these beautiful woods it's also apparently a shortcut to get to horsley anyway it's a whole another thing but uh, I was able to go walk in the woods, run in the woods. I was running down to the baker, the butcher, the <laughs> candlestick maker. I, <laughs> there's the beautiful churches all around there and commons and, and swings over ponds. It's It sounds like a magical place because it fucking is. England was amazing and I exercised every single day. But I also ate whatever the fuck I wanted. I had fish and chips so many times. I had steak and ale pies, desserts up the ass, out the ass. I, it was... Uh, and in the mouth. And in the mouth. And in the mouth. In the mouth. <laughs> but it was just... I It was... I really, really indulged in all the things. I had more alcohol, like beer and ciders than I have in... Like in three weeks, I had more beers and ciders than I have had in the last three years. I'd well, say. it helped that we didn't have to drive anywhere. Oh, God. Literally, we couldn't and we didn't want to. So we were like in trains and cabs in oh, yeah. your aunt's car. So Yeah, riding the metro or riding the, the train where because my family lives in Effingham and then we had to take the train usually into like like London proper and then take the metro there. But like the train to London would take like 45 minutes to an hour. So on the way back, you're like, grab a cider or a beer or whatever and you drink it on the train on the way back it was great we visited a bunch of stuff we'll get into all of the england stuff but i just wanted to say exercise wise and food wise i didn't really what's the word i'm looking for i didn't compromise thank you i could only think of the persian Sacrifice. word no no, no compromise so the the persian word i'm looking at uh for um the the persian word that's coming to mind is rayat which is um it's not even compromise it's like uh like adjust where like you concede uh kind of like you like you basically compromise for yourself and you're like i will adjust accordingly or i will what what's it called when you instead of having cake twice and running once i'll have cake once and walk once like i'll counterbalance kind of so that's sort of a little bit of what i did but it was really more like i'm gonna eat whatever i want whenever i want and then i'm gonna just make it a point to run or walk every single morning and i did i didn't ride a single bicycle while we were out there but i ran or walked like every single day and then we also walked like a bunch when we were out there oh boy yeah (laughs) so anyway that was my my whole thing. So three weeks out there, I lost three pounds, which is not, It's even if I would have gained three pounds, it still would have been great being able to eat all the things. But it was just fantastic and wonderful and exciting for me. Now, Michelle. 
Well, wait, can I speak on that? No, no, please. Yeah, speak on all the things. I was very impressed with you. Oh, thank you. To be honest. Yeah. And envious, but more impressed. Because you could have easily, and I think old Nima would have gone into vacation mode mentally. Yeah. And said like, I don't need to run. Yeah. Today. I don't need to walk today. We just, we're going to walk like 10,000 steps going yeah. from the train station to the hotel to the monument to the castle to the other castle to the other monument to right. the 14th <laughs> castle. Yeah. You know, but you didn't. You were like, I'm going to get up and run, even at the hotels. You yeah. went on a walk, you went on a run, and then we did the touristy stuff. So you double dutied a lot of those days. Yeah. Duty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you double dutied a lot of those days. And it was like, impressive to me because i don't think i mean that was not something anywhere in your vocabulary even six months ago no you were very regimented and very um disciplined yeah it was impressive it was like there was a part of me that was sad i had fomo because there were some (laughs) things that you saw without me because you were running you're like oh my god i went i ran five miles this morning down by the river oh Oh my gosh it was amazing the birds were out and then i saw the queen and i was like what (laughs) no he didn't um i got high fives from runners (laughs) i met a bunch of dogs you didn't get to me yeah you did a lot of things you you uh, explored the woods by your uh, uncle's house and oh, uncle, yeah. and I didn't see any of that because I didn't want to exert myself yeah, yeah, yeah. in that way. I have um, a different experience of England <laughs> than you did. So we can talk about that later. But like I was just overall very impressed with how far you've come and the fact that you were allowing yourself to indulge in things, even though you didn't. I mean, I think we both ate like assholes in a lot of ways <laughs> right in England. Yeah, oh for sure but you were consistently like letting yourself try things but not finishing it yeah 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 which yeah. you know is always better for you yeah, it's the move but you were still exercising and i'm i'm just proud of you for that well thank you that's very sweet of you to yeah. notice all of that that's i didn't realize you noticed all of that yeah but yeah it was um yeah i was with you every no i guess single <laughs> I get it. Day. No, but I'll tell you that this is the one thing. Um, there was every now and again somebody will say something or do something, and it makes you think about it in a different way or di- or see it in a different light. And I've I've said this a, a number of times on on this podcast that I'm very fear motivated, and um, I've always been fear motivated. I, it took me a very long time to figure that out about myself, but I've I, I I do better if if my if my boss were to say, and if for my boss, please don't listen to this part. But if my boss said to me, "You're fired unless you you do better," versus "You'll be promoted if you do better," I I I will perform better with the former rather than the latter. So in the same vein, somebody one time, and I wish I remembered who, or when, or on what thing I fucking heard this on, but they were like, "Don't ever skip more than two days of exercise, because you'll." you'll fall out of it. You'll yeah. you'll just start getting used to not doing it because on day three, you're like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I haven't done it in two days anyway. And then you lose all the motivation. And I've had that before. I kind of thought that was what was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Because we were walking so much. So much. I could have easily I, convinced I thought you myself. were going to be like giving yourself a little bit of a break. Yeah. But in some ways, I think you went harder than you would have if you were at home. Because 
you were like, I have to exercise, even if I'm going to exercise later. Yeah. Or you'd go for a run in the morning, and then you'd go for a walk with me yeah. and my your aunt, because she's like, oh, I want to go here. Even though you'd already walked mm-hmm. that morning, you would you were like, oh, I'll go with you. Yeah. I'm like, but you already went on a run. You're like, yeah, I know. Yeah, just a second. Uh, okay, weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It's a sickness, though, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. It well, can definitely be. There are some concerns about, yeah. like, it becoming an obsession or yeah. an addiction. Transfer addiction, yeah. for sure. I don't think you're there. No, I don't think so either. I don't think you're constantly doing the math like you used to. Like you said, <laughs> you stopped um, tracking your runs yeah. in England, which I didn't realize you had stopped. Yeah, I, I haven't tracked. And then since we've been back, I haven't tracked anything. Now tell us what it was like before when you were like obsessively tracking versus now and like where the where the switch happened and also... Oh what your thoughts are on that see that's one of those like that's one of there's there's every now and again something will happen and then you're like i don't know if it's a self-fulfilling prophecy but you you convince yourself that see because this happened even though you let that happen you're like then it would have then the other thing this all makes sense in a second when i, I explain so. myself better <laughs> that one time then you did the thing yeah, yeah. and you said the other thing and then you you know okay so you know i just I mean? so i just said that there was this dude that was like, if you skip more than two days, then you're liable to just kind of say fuck it to everything. Yeah. Okay. So every time I would run in the morning and I run, I usually run about five days a week and then I ride my bicycle once. So I I run or walk five days a week, Monday through Friday. And then on Saturdays, I'll either do, I'll do some other thing. I'll either hike or I'll, or I'll play tennis or I'll ride my bicycle or whatever. And then Sundays I usually take the day off. So I'm tracking my runs every day and I'm checking my pace and I'm tracking all that stuff on my, and so when I'm on my walk, I'm like, okay, I have to pace up because I want, I want to burn the most calories and I want to do this. So if, and when I'm running, I'm like, okay, so right now I'm at half a mile and it's taken me, uh, 10 minutes, which means that I'm pacing at 20 minutes a mile, which is, uh, three miles per hour. So to get to four miles per hour in a mile and a half, I need to increase, I need to do the next two, the next mile at 20 minutes so that I will finish it all out in 30 minutes. So then that means I need to run a mile in 20 minutes, which puts me at a three, like all of that is going. Have you guys stopped listening? Right. I, I checked out like also, two minutes ago. I got all that math wrong and it's bothering me, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to move on. I'm just going to move on. Well, okay. That's you on a good day. That's you on yeah, like yeah. anything involving numbers or yeah. stats or data. That's what you do. Yeah, right. Was it ever a concern with the exercising? No, but then, so then I also, I did the Curiosity podcast with John and Mike, and then they are both runners. And M- Mike said something to me almost literally like in Pat, like a throwaway line where he was just like, hey, have you ever run and like not? measured it like not turned your watch on like have you ever run without your watch and i was like no because then i don't get the credit for it so why would i do that and he was like just for the fun of it and i was like no and i and here's the thing i haven't tracked my runs like in my sheet but i turned my watch on for my runs every Mm. morning that i run so i still have the data in well it's interesting because your cousin, who is like very oh, athletic, dude, yeah, she shout runs out to Rebecca. She's lot. the best. So every time you were like, "So how far do you run?" She's like, "I, I don't know." Well, how often do you run? I don't know. Yeah. Well, what's the longest run you've ever had? I don't know. Yeah. What You're do you, like so upset the fact what that do you she pace at? doesn't. I don't know. 
track. She's like, I uh, just run because I like it. And I run where I want, when she, I want, how I want, she wherever runs, I want. She runs the way I want to run. She, I have had runs. This is when I started knowing that it was a little unhealthy the way I was running. The fact that I don't track anymore means that I can stop in the middle of a run and take a photo of something that I think is beautiful. Mm. I've had runs before that while I'm running, I'm like, oh, that tree is really pretty. I'll have to do a walk here another day when I'm just strolling so I could take a photo of that pretty tree instead of just stopping in the middle of my run and taking a photo of it and just fucking my pace up a little bit. That's all. I just know I won't hit five. Mm miles per hour on average if i stop to take that photo of that tree and i've fallen short at like 4.95 before and it's pissed me off so i so i don't do that but she runs like that all the time that's the only way she runs it's so freeing it is oh it's super I mean, is. as opposed to being like i don't know tied Anxious. to the yeah. numbers there's an anxiety and it's the same thing that I told you about the e-bike thing, which we'll get to in a minute. There's an anxiety I have with running or I had with running, which was like, I have to keep this pace and I have to pace up and I have to do, I'm not training for shit. Yeah. I think there's a difference when you're training for something yeah, yeah, yeah. versus just running for exercise. Yeah. Like, you know, the benefits of running, how, how good you feel Absolutely. mentally and physically yeah. for the whole rest of the day. Yeah. So like, there's almost... I worry and you know maybe some of our listeners can chime in about this of like if you're only running to prove to yourself that you can do better than last time is yeah. that more detrimental because if you don't hit that mark if you don't pace higher if you don't push yourself then are you going to beat yourself up and say that run that I just did for myself wasn't good enough no because I have a I have a bottom line where I'm like as long as I if I walk I like to keep it at three and if I run I like to keep it above four so I know that I can always hit that four. And if I don't, I'm fine because I'll hit like a three nine or a three eight. But if I hit the four, I'm in good shape. If I if I start going faster and when I was tracking and I was like, oh, this is a five or this is like uh, sometimes on a Wednesday, I'd hit like a five or a five oh one or something. And I was like, oh, shit, like I'm really pacing up and this is good. That then kind of leads you into, can I do a 5.5? Five, five? Can I do a 5.6? This is all like miles per hour on average. So if I'm averaging five miles an hour, I'm running a 12-minute mile. Maybe this is all runners can relate to this. I don't know, but yeah. it seems so obsessive to me yeah, yeah. and scary. Yeah, but, but that's maybe, how you pace. Yeah, that's... but maybe I just don't understand running because I'm not a yeah. runner. I mean... It's concerning to me. It can be for sure. I don't, I, again, I don't feel like I obsess about it as much. I definitely don't now. But also the other thing is, and I say this all the time, I, I love running until running doesn't love me back. As soon as I feel anything in my knees, I'm going to just switch to walking. And I really should just, my uncle Cash tells me all the time, he's like, you shouldn't fucking run at all at your age and your weight. And I'm don't like, don't get it twisted i'm still a fat guy i'm just not as fat a guy but i'm still also so much stronger than you were before sure i mean i'm just as strong as i would just weigh less so there's less weight to carry with all those muscles more muscles because you've been exercising oh maybe that's probably true but anyway okay so let's talk about when you made the switch in england yeah and the process of like did you feel guilty when you were not tracking and then when you came home did you feel the compulsion to start tracking again no that was the thing i i was like i'm on vacation so i'm i'm i am gonna run because i enjoy it and i just need to know that i'm gonna do otherwise i know i'm gonna gain weight so i'm just gonna run every morning 
just a mile and a half and I ended up just doing two miles because I found like the perfect route to get to two miles. And just to clarify, yeah. when I when you say you weren't tracking, that just means you weren't putting it in a spreadsheet, but yeah, you yeah. were tracking on your watch. Yeah, I was getting credit on my watch. Because I have, so Apple watches have like rings that you have to close. Yeah. So it's like 30 minutes of exercise, this many steps, and this many times you have to stand during the day. Right. And so if you, I want to close all my rings every day. Okay. And so if I don't, click the so you've exercise still been button. doing that oh yeah for sure okay. that that's like a i, I think because i think some people would con- consider that tracking yeah yeah it is right technically it is but i'm not putting it in a sheet and then keeping that sheet and then checking my numbers all the time so i just i track it to close the rings but then i don't do anything with that which i don't think a lot of people do no right probably <laughs> not I, again unless you're training for like a marathon yeah. or something okay. that where you need that data for some reason. But yeah, so I so I was like, I'm on vacation, so I'm not going to put anything in any sheets. I'm just going to like run and keep keep my watch aware of my running. That's it. So I, so I did that. And again, like that self-fulfilling prophecy of that guy that was like, if you do, do skip more than two days, then you're going to just get out of the habit. I stopped putting it in a sheet mm. more than two days, and then I got out of the habit. And then it it was three weeks out of the habit because it was three but weeks. But you didn't have this like, oh God, I got to do that feeling. No, that's good. No, and the and the other advantage was like, if I can, if I can fit in an exercise, I will do it. But if I can't, I know I'm okay, and I know I can figure out some way. I have a pedal machine here at home. I can do something else. I, I'm I'm gonna be okay. I'm fine. And the I think the test of that was when we got back, something bad happened, and then I I uh, had to be in the hospital uh, for. You're fine. Oh, I'm fine. Everyone's fine now. My grandfather fell and uh, broke his femur, and um, but he's in physical therapy now, and he's, he's going to be. Doing by the much, time much you better. hear this, he will be home, and we're all taking care of him and everyone's really putting in the effort. But it was a real doozy right at the end of our trip. Right when we landed at LAX was a whole fucking rigmarole. But I went in the um in the ambulance with him and went to the hospital and I spent the night in the hospital with him. And so that was Tuesday uh night we landed and then Wednesday uh most of the day I was in the in the hospital with him and then we came home around midday Wednesday when my dad showed up at the hospital. But if I was like obsessed about it I would have woken up Wednesday morning and like while he was sleeping at 6 a.m. just gone for a quick run and come back. And I I was just like, it's, I mean, uh, very obviously. But again, if you're obsessed with something, it's not obvious to you. But I was like, yeah, I'm just not going to run today. It's fine. And then on Thursday, um, I went for a two mile run with my cousin, Rebecca, and then we went on a 10 mile hike. And she's like let's just do this little hike and then you came back like five hours later and you're oh. like she's a monster yeah well she's the, a machine it was called the beast and it was amazing and I, i'm gonna do that every month from now on it was the most yeah, amazing. you were really mad about it not mad oh, but you were dear. exhausted i've never seen oh, you yeah. so tired and in pain so quickly after a thing oh yeah 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 the whole and next then, like, day three days you were like oh yeah. Ow. Going up and down the stairs the next day, I was like, fuck it. I go, Rebecca killed me. She's <laughs> fucking, my quads are on fire. I couldn't stand up or sit without making a noise. I felt like an old person. But it was great. It, and like, she was like, she didn't even break a oh, sweat. Oh, yeah. She was like, okay, so the whole time we're running, she was just like, um, you ever see like a, like when you're, when you're running with like a, uh, like a 
golden retriever mm-hmm. or someone like a like a really good running dog that then like gets ahead of you they feel oh we're running and then they start running and then they <laughs> they stop and turn and look over their shoulder like are you coming are you coming slow yeah poke? that was like how bex was the whole time it was like she'd like run 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 and then she like turn around and be like mm, okay <laughs> i'll just She's like i thought you were a runner <laughs> yeah i'll just wait here but i will say that to her i mean i'm being a little funny she was wonderful and she at one point i was like i know i know i'm coming and she was like she's like i'm just so happy i can have this moment with you mm. and i was like yeah she's always been like super fit but it was like really nice i mean the whole family right i mean jess like climbs mountains and shit roxy's like f- basically redoing her whole house with her husband i mean they're all very fit people yeah. but Bex is like, you know, I'm just so happy I can experience this with you. And I was like, oh, that is nice. We had a good, nice run in England mm-hmm. together. That was very nice. And a walk, too. Yeah, well, that was, that, that's what it was. We had a walk. And Roxy and I had a walk, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, but it was, uh, it was yeah, that beast kicked my ass. But <laughs> I'm doing that every month. Instead of my 5K, I'm going to do the it's beast. Kind of, it's kind of awesome to see the way you are able to connect with all those family members around exercising. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You went on a walk with your aunt. You went on walks with your uncle and your grandfather. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, he was in the wheelchair. Yeah, you we know? pushed him in a wheelchair. You went on a walk with almost all three girls. I yeah. think. Well, we walked with um, Jesse yeah. in in her town. Yeah. So Peckham. you were able to connect with everyone that we visited in a way that you hadn't been able to before. No, yeah, and I and it's interesting because I was I had told somebody before that like. Walking always felt like a some form of punishment <laughs> to me. Like mm. there's a I I was explaining this to my cousin Ison too, and I was like, when you're a bigger person and you have back problems, when you walk, there's two forms of pain that you're dealing with. There's the physical pain, which is just every step hurts. And then there's the emotional, psychological pain of knowing that every step that you're taking away from the goal that you're that you're, you're leaving home to go to a cafe, let's say, and they're like, it's three blocks, it's fine. And then every step that you're taking away from home base, you're thinking, I also have to take this step back. So this hurts now, my back hurts, my knees hurt, my legs hurt. It's also going to hurt more because it's further walking and then also all of this back to home. And it's it fucks with you. Like yeah. it really fucks with you. So that was like a really big like come to Jesus moment that I had not not having that anymore of like oh that's right now I can and I, and now like I enjoy the walking and the yeah let's go for a long big strolly walk down the wherever you're going but back then I was like sad about it and angry about it mm-hmm. sounds familiar yeah mm-hmm. you want to talk about it sure I was going to ask you um what was and this is not like a leading question or like a hand grenade or whatever, but I'm I want to know your experience traveling with me. My experience traveling with you. Mm-hmm. We haven't been on an adventure trip in a long time, if ever. Most of our trips, we've gone to Dominican, which was more of a relaxation, <coughs> chill at the at the resort, uh, Mexico, chill at the resort, a uh, couple adventures, but mostly swimming a pool vegas mostly swimming a pool hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay. So our adventures have been mostly chill relaxing mexico dominican republic and like vegas most of the time we're in a swimming pool or like whatever it's like very chill we're gonna go see people and we're gonna hang out in like palm springs or whatever so there's not a lot of like let's go and adventure and and see a a bunch of things and this trip in particular was different because I feel like also like when we first started dating and we went to like Denver together, there was a lot of like, let's go see this thing together. And we were both kind of in the same uh, boat, like weight wise, health wise, exercise wise. So it was like we were both very we were both very similar with how we could do do things physically. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like this trip was different because I have been running for a year and you have not. And so then my mornings look different than yours. My level of wanting to see things is a little different than yours. I think if we had communicated that our needs a little bit more to one another before we had gone on this trip, it would have helped us. But I think the initially there was a little bit of like a push and pull between I wanted to go see all the things, do all the things, you know, go on all the, you know, and to me it's like, okay, well, we'll get up and get on the train. That's easy. And then it's 45 minutes. We're in this place. This thing will hop on the metro. Metro's 20 minutes. And then we're at that place. We go see that place. And then we, you know, walk to this other thing. And it's like from the train to the metro is a, still a long walk. Remember that Jubilee line? takes like forever then you get on that and you go to the other place and then you you see one thing but then the other thing that you want to see is like three blocks away that's a hell of a walk because also you're going to get lost once or twice and a bunch of so then and then there's nowhere to sit there's nowhere to rest and you know it becomes this like we can just go walk there and like you know we can't and a lot of the times it was like oh we'll just catch a cab to this other thing or we'll you know we'll sacrifice this one thing for this other thing and i think in exeter was when i really think i learned the best way that we can we can travel together and and have it be good for the both of us which was i wake up in the morning because i wake up before you anyway i wake up early 7 seven thirty. i wake up in the morning i go for a run and then i have a coffee and i have a pastry and i do my thing and then i come back at around nine, you know, maybe I go see a church, maybe I go do a thing that you're not that into, you know, and I come back at around nine o'clock and then you and I can get up and and I can take a shower and you can get ready and then we can go and then start our trip. And I've already done the main push and pull of the things that I wanted to do. And now it's like, like, it's like, it would be like a second walk for me where like, oh, we can go leisurely and casually and i don't have to worry about tracking this 
is like, well, now we can just go and see the thing that you want to see and relax because I already saw like three things this morning. So I think that was like the the lesson learned and that took a long time for us to figure that out because Exeter was like almost all the way at the end of our trip. Yeah. What did it what did it seem like to you? Um, you know, I think in a lot of ways, I think our listeners will probably be able to relate to being the less healthy person in a partnership or being the less mobile person in a relationship. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I have a serious FOMO, so I didn't want to miss anything. Right. But I also had to set a lot of boundaries for myself, which was hard and caused some issues because you are like the energizer bunny <laughs> and you wanted to see all these things that I knew I wouldn't have the energy for. Yeah. And or the stamina and or the interest. Right. Because some of the things I'm like, I don't give a fuck yeah. about another fucking castle. Because <laughs> guess what? I know there's going to be a million people in there without masks. Yeah. I don't want to stand. Like, And although I am fat, I'm overweight, I know a lot of my stuff is structural. I have a lot of shit going on in my body a lot like of pain chronic pain yeah yeah that i've been dealing with for five years since a car accident and i've been fat a lot longer than that so i know this is specifically started after the car accident right yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> as much as i know i would not be in as much pain if i lost weight there's a fear of like but what if i am yeah because this shit is real and it's not hasn't gone away, right? So in my mind, every time we were moving, not only was I calculating how long back, you know, how long the return trip would be, yeah. I was also feeling like if we do this, then he's going to want to do that. Then he's going to want to do that. And then he's going to want to do that. And I do not have it in me. Yeah, yeah. And so I would start to get irritable and like ask where we're going, what the plan was, how many more stops do you expect to make? Where, you know, looking for a bench at every fucking corner. Yeah. And it gets really old for me. <laughs> I'm sure it got really old for you. And after a while, I started to feel guilty. Like, I'm taking away some joy from your trip because you're not able to do what you wanted to do because of my pain. And then I started feeling guilty and ashamed and mad at myself. Yeah. And feeling like, oh, fuck. Here I am, this very overweight person who's holding him back. I'm going to get emotional. Yeah. Because I can't keep up with you. And then, like, all I can see is our future of, like, you're going to be pushing me in a fucking wheelchair because I can't do the shit that you can do. Or, you know, I'm going to be the one that can't go on this thing because I'm not in the shape to climb up there or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Not to mention I'm too fat to do half the shit that, you know, like that involves a chair or a seat or a yeah. seat belt or whatever the fuck. So, you know, it was a very emotional experience for me because like, all of those things were happening at once. I'm like, well, I want to do everything and I can't. And then if I push myself, then I crash. So there were a lot of days that I looked at my step count on my phone yeah. and I was like, holy shit, I did 20,000 steps today. I did 22,000 steps yesterday. Today, I've only done 5,000 and I cannot move. Right. Because I didn't take care of myself. Yeah. Even though I was like, wow, look how much you can do when you have to. When I was looking at it, it was like I was doing it because I thought I had to. 
Yeah. Like I was pushing myself to keep up with you just out of like guilt and not wanting to miss anything and wanting to be part of everything and wanting to see all the same things that you were experiencing. So I think there were a lot of lessons there for me of like, it took a few days in the beginning to kind of realize that you could get up in the morning and take a run by yourself without me. And I didn't have to go on every walk that you took, or I didn't have to go on every excursion, you know, like you could explore on your own without me. And then you could kind of dumb it down. Like you're like a little puppy in the morning who just yeah. like runs himself around the house and or around the, the woods yeah. <laughs> to like wear yourself out. And then you come back and you have a normal walk yeah. with me, yeah. you know, <clears throat> where I'm not pulling on the leash. Yeah. Or yeah. shitting on the carpet. Like yeah. you always like do. Like I always do. <laughs> uh, Nima. Uh, anyway. But I do want to, I do want to, highlight something that you just said mm. you you've mentioned this a few times in our relationship and and specifically in our marriage in the last Uh-oh. few years are we gonna have a fight right no, now? no god no <laughs> no you've said a few times that you're concerned about getting to a point where i'm gonna have to push you in a wheelchair yeah this is some form of fear that you have that i don't ever think of with you but it's also i feel like a giant barrier to an easier time for you to have at these events. When we went to Disneyland, I told you, this is before Oh yeah, that's England. always your suggestion. We could just get you a wheelchair. I'm like, no, I do not want a wheelchair because I don't want to let myself off the hook of oh. like, if I get in the wheelchair, then yeah. I'm going to always know that the wheelchair is an option and that I'm not going to push myself and I'm not going to get better and I'm not going to get stronger and I'm not going to be able to do those things. So... There's like a fear that that is our future anyway. And so like, why start too soon? Ugh. Anyway. Is that a your mom? Th- I mean, not to get too deep here, but I mean, your mom was on a on a rascal scooter when she came and saw you on this on the cruise. Oh, yeah. Ship. But she also pushed my dad in a wheelchair for three oh. years, four years before he died because he had diabetes and heart problems and yeah. had amputations and had, you know, he wasn't able to get around. He was overweight. He was overweight. And he died. You yeah. know, he he died with one leg in a wheelchair with no eyesight and a high, you know, a heart that just gave up. Yeah. And I feel like I'm headed that way. If I you don't, do, well, that this kind of stuff brings it all up for me. Yeah. Of like seeing my mobility and my challenges and thinking, wow, look at Nima. Look how far he's come. Two years ago, he had no idea he had this in him. He's not in pain anymore. Maybe I could be, I could see this in my future. For the first time, I was like, maybe there was like a crack in the in the <laughs> wall where the light comes through of like, maybe I could ask my doctor about the surgery. And I don't know what that means yet, but the idea was there of like, I'll ask. I'll talk to her. This is the what I like to call the Anna moment of switching from no to, to maybe. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It just means, uh, you well, know. And because I'm such a pe- pessimist, I'm also like, <laughs> well, it worked for him, but there's no fucking way it's going to work for me. I'm still going to be in pain. I'm still going to be in a wheelchair. Like in 10 years, I'm going to be dead. But also, you're, and you've said this a, a number of times to me as well. I'm an outlier. Yeah. My results are not normal it's results. upsetting how easy it was for you. Like, I'm sure a lot this of listeners... This is hard-ass fucking work. No, no, no. This shit no, ain't no, no, easy. No, 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 That's not what I mean. You worked, <laughs> you worked so hard, and I didn't mean to take that away from you at all. But 
You have had zero complications. Oh, yeah. Thank God. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are looking at you as the example and going, oh, well, I had all these complications or maybe they haven't done the surgery yet and they think, oh, it's going to be so easy breezy, not easy breezy, but I'm not going to have any hiccups or speed bumps along the way. And I'm so glad that you haven't had dumping syndrome, that you haven't had all these other things. But because I am the way I am and I'm wired this way, I think, well, (laughs) I'm definitely going to be fucked if I have this (laughs) surgery. I'm going to be the one that like can't drink a soda after 10 years or whatever. Not that I even drink soda that much, but you but know. this is the this is the funny thing, and this is why it helps to listen to multiple podcasts and talk to different people that have had the surgery. When I talked to Anthony, he had pretty much the same experience I did. When I talked to Allison and Courtney, no guts, no glory from the No Guts, No Glory podcast, which I love, by the way. I oh, just yeah. started listening. They're awesome. And they're so fun. Yeah, they're going to be here in September, I think. So. Oh, yeah, we are going to meet them in person, aren't yeah, we? They're going to stay here. We've already established. Holy crap, we told that's going to be amazing. We have yeah. so much. We have to get another bedroom. (laughs) We have to clean. (laughs) But when I talked to Allison and Courtney, they had totally different experiences, like from waking up after the surgery to the first week or 10 days after the surgery. And now they're, you know, they're both doing really well. Just listening to different people go through different things, I think really kind of helps balance overall. There's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of information out there, but I think the more people you talk to, and of course your doctor and stuff, but nothing is i mean and also those those facebook groups those are key and there's a couple that are just like women only yeah those are great there's like one called like the ohana group i i stopped all those groups except for the dude one but there's like the ohana nurses group or something Mm -hmm. it's just a bunch of women that are super supportive of one another it's so nice (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i mean i'm just in the very 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 early stages of maybe yeah but i definitely had an epiphany with our trip of just like, I don't want to get worse in terms of pain. Oh God. Yeah. Because that has like a trajectory that's not good. Right. And I don't want to get less healthy because right now I'm on the verge of diabetes and heart disease. And that's what my parents had. And my mom, you know, died of an embolism, but she had a heart disease and diabetes and, you know, smoked too all those uh, years but i just i don't have a lot of things in my corner genetically <laughs> <laughs> so i i guess i just finally had a light bulb moment of like fuck if i don't do something i'm not going to be able to do anything yeah wow it scared me that's heavy yeah so thanks for uh, thanks <laughs> a, for fucking me up, Nemo. It's a good thing this isn't the Happiness Challenge podcast, oh, yeah. which is going to be launching soon. But this is, I, I think, this is one of those moments of of uh, it'll be interesting to see in a few months, kind of what your doctors say, how you feel about it, because also like I mean, uh, again, my experience once I kind of decide on something, uh, it's kind of cemented for me. And it's it's really interesting. I was having this conversation with my uncle Cash the other day, and I was telling him I'm a very black and white guy, like just always black and white thinking. I've been in therapy for it for years now. Whenever my uncle would ask me, like, "How long do you have to take Prilosec for?" You know, for the antacid, and I was like, "Until I die, forever." And then I literally just talked to my cousin who was a doctor, like six months into taking the antacid, and he was like, "How long are you taking it?" And I was like, "I take it every day." 
He's like, for six months? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, you shouldn't do that because it's not good. He's like, this is a general, like it's a younger drug that we've only known for for about 10 years. But all the data is coming in now and it's really bad for your liver and kidney function for a prolonged time. You should talk to your doctor. And then I literally just messaged my doctor and I was like, how long do I have to take Prilosec for? And he's like, you could try to stop and see what happens and just like that and i was like okay so i stopped and i was fine i was like okay i'm not gonna take it anymore and he's like okay is it for the gerd no the- you know what it is i don't know what gerd is but Re- acid reflux yeah so when your stomach gets smaller your acid that is in the bigger stomach is your stomach still produces that same amount of acid so then you take prilosec to like alleviate that to make it smaller Does for it, your like, smaller- train your stomach to not yeah. Produce as much. Exactly. Because I have noticed you've been burping a lot more lately. Oh, really? Like if you eat more than you probably should, oh. you're like, Ugh. oh, yeah. You have like a lot of noises that yeah. come out of you. <laughs> that must be lovely for you. <laughs> uh, I wish I could record it, guys. No, it you don't. It would be so fun <laughs> to just mix it to like a EDM track. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but like this, and the same thing with like the originally they were like you can't drink and eat food within thirty minutes of each other, so you should eat your food and then wait thirty minutes and then drink any liquids. And then I always thought that was weird too because I'm like because I can have spaghetti and sauce, so I can have like almost like a liquid with my solid, but I can't drink. I can't have like a like a drink with my sandwich. It just seemed odd. But I can dip my sandwich in an au jus. Anyway. Then I, and my uncle was like, how long do you have to wait the 30 minutes between eating and drinking? And I was like, again, until I die, like forever. And then I, again, those Facebook groups, talk to the doctor and the nutritionist. The nutritionist was like, yeah, try it out and see. Some people can, some people can't. And then I'm the one that can. I, I'm able to do that. You know, one thing I'm <laughs> sorry to interrupt. You, no, no, you're but fine. I am shocked and uh, confused by the fact that so many different people have had completely different oh yeah pre-op post-op yep, yep, yep. and like dietary advice from their doctors about this surgery like, yeah. even if you took a hundred people with the same surgery that you had yeah people are like oh i'm not allowed to have this oh i Correct. can have this twice a day oh you can have this much this money this many days after oh i can't have that for six months oh it's like what the fuck yeah, do but- they not know uh, what to prescribe or do why is it so crazy here's my counter to that if you took a hundred random people and you said can you eat these hundred things you'd get a hundred different answers no but it's one procedure you know what i mean it's like if you broke a leg somebody's not going to be like oh well if you put your leg on an iron for 20 minutes every day it'll heal oh if you put your leg on ice 20 minutes every day it'll heal oh my doctor said tie it with sticks and rope (laughs) yeah what the fuck? No, I think everybody's bought like, okay, so they want to shrink your liver before the surgery. Yeah. If your liver is big, you need to have a liquid diet longer to give your liver the day off or time off so that it'll shrink. My liver, they only needed a one day liquid diet and I had more calories that one day than I had what any other. causes liver? Fatty liver. Fatty liver. Yeah. Just fat in your liver. Or cirrhosis. So if you drink a lot and then your liver stops functioning. <laughs> but you'll know if you have cirrhosis, your eye, your uh, the whites of your eyes will get yellow. Yeah, you're are, fine. Uh, I'm my... checking right now. You're fine. Your eyes Shoo. are white. Yeah, you're okay. I bought a lot of gin in England, guys. Oh, I blacked out. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> poor Nemo with his poor little tiny Nima. baby stomach. I had a great time. Don't don't Aww. poor Nemo me. I was blessed. Poor Nemo can't even have two drinks without. I had I had out. a glass of gin with something, and then I had a second glass of gin with something. Then I had a glass of <laughs> slow gin, which is a fucking liqueur that you're supposed to have. Like it's a cordial. Yeah, it's a cordial. You're supposed to have a like a lit like a shot glass worth of it, and I had like half a glass worth of it, and You're then a slurpy full of it. Jesus, and then it was yeah. the cutest thing ever because <laughs> he was like very jovial and very <laughs> like in the sun and like joking around, yeah, and everyone yeah. was laughing with him, and he was being very gregarious like he is. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm like, we're getting ready to go to dinner, and he's like, I'm just gonna. I'm going to stay here. And so I brought him a bucket. I don't remember this conversation. I brought him a bucket. I brought him a glass of water. And I was like, goodbye. (laughs) She sat me on the couch. Lovely Nick was there to to babysit me. Poor guy. Nick was like, oh, he's an adult. I'm not going to. I don't have to babysit him i'm not gonna babysit we had i had my first f1 experience because the f1 race was going on and i just like i slept and kept coming in and out of consciousness and then finally i just like got up i don't oh that was crazy so when we came back from the restaurant we bought i brought you some leftover i ordered a a dinner for you wasn't like i just gave you my scraps so we ordered you something we brought it home and i was fully expecting you to be like either passed passed out. out with puke in the bucket or like upstairs asleep yeah, yeah. for the night and you were like up and around you're like hey how was dinner what's going on like, we were only gone for like three hours how did you completely have a blackout pass out and then be up and like yeah. alive and awake and enthusiastic it helps to get uh like blackout drunk by 4 p.m yeah <laughs> by nine you've already had your hangover yeah. is already done but maybe it's because of your stomach maybe yeah. you process alcohol that's liver but yeah sure I don't know. or kidneys i don't know how the the we don't know. these things function but yeah i was it was real cute it's the drunkest i've ever seen you yeah yeah me too and, and then you didn't me- even have to pee off of a into a school parking lot <laughs> no that's right <laughs> that was me that's a story for another day uh i did pee when i went on that hike with bex though oh you did it was a long hike. it was five hours i wasn't expecting oh. it and then on the way on the way back down the hill, I was like, "Hey, I gotta." Uh, I, she was like, "I fancy a wee," which is my favorite. It's one of my favorite British things. <laughs> While we were there, they would say that, like when we went to the Shard with Jess and and uh-huh. Dom, they they were like, "Do you fancy a wee?" And I was like, "Sorry, what?" Like, oh yeah, I fancy a wee. And then the bathrooms in the we're Shard. We're so much more eloquent here. I gotta piss. I gotta take a leak. I gotta take. I gotta drain the snake. Yeah. <laughs> I fancy a wee. Yeah, fancy a wee, do you? You all right? But yeah, so then we went and... and but, uh, yeah, so I was like... Uh, Bex had told me, she was like, yeah, I fancy a wee when we get back. And I was like, uh, yeah, I, I fancy a wee now. I gotta I gotta go. And then I just went over on the side and I peed. It was great. In nature. Yeah. Peeing in nature. As a dude, yeah. it's easy. Ugh, it's not easy as a lady. I assume it's not. I bet it's difficult for you. Ugh. So many... I grew up in Colorado. Yeah. A lot of mountains, a <laughs> lot of hills, a lot of drunken nights in oh, high school yeah. in the mountains and i remember one distinctly trying to remember whether you pee facing uphill or downhill oh you f- pee facing uphill as yeah. a girl well oh no yeah i did it wrong you peed all over your shoes yeah all over my pants and my shoes and my underwear you didn't have a girlfriend holding your hands i don't 
I think we both did. I can't remember who I was <laughs> with, but I I feel like we were both like, uh oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, high school. I'm not even a girl, and that makes sense. Yeah, well. Oh, but you were drunk though. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes that's and fine. So young. Yeah, young and dumb, and who cares? And now yeah. I understand. Uh, but we've had a, and we've had <laughs> adult and... friends of ours that I won't mention names, but we've gone out with them, and when we got to the venue that we were going to go see the concert at, they were like, "Oh, I'm going to pee real quick in front of the car," and they just oh. like drop trow pee. Both. Oh, that same person also told us that they yes. had uh, shat off a side of a mountain. Oh, once that's right. That's right. In another country, in yeah, another yeah. continent, because yeah. they had to shat. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. How yeah. do you like hold my hand while I yeah, hike that's a right. Leg? Yeah, and then and their partner held their hand while they over shat the side of the mountain. Wow. Yeah. What else are you gonna do? You're not gonna yeah, shat yourself. Yeah, that's what they said too. Yeah, you got it. If you got a shot, you got a shot. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So how did we get here? I We're talking know. about England, and then we talked about fancy a wee, fancy and then wee. shit over a yeah. <laughs> mountain. mountain. <laughs> Can you just imagine, like in a Grand Canyon, in the Grand Canyon, just like, <laughs> uh, echo, echo. <laughs> uh, anyway, I guess that's it. The, yeah. We had a great trip. It was a learning experience. It was a growing experience for us with asking for what we needed and setting boundaries no i will i will ask you this Mm -hmm. if of all the things that we did in england Mm -hmm. when we go back to england which we are a hundred percent going to go back to england of the things that we did not the places that we went to but the things that we did so like we went sightseeing all the things that we saw the places that we ate at the uh show we went to see back to the future musical we ate at Darjeeling Express. We ate at a, at a few. We ate at the Minnow. We ate at nobody knows the any Plow, of these places. the <laughs> Queen Stage. We <laughs> ate. Uh, we ate. You know all these things. We took. We took trains around. We took the metro around. I don't know. You don't know what you would do if we had afternoon tea. That was really fun. That was great. I wish we would have done that one more time. Yeah, I don't know. That's really hard because. We went to a Quaker service. Yeah. That was like a weird. Yeah. It was interesting. It was different. It was a weird pivot for us because like we were sightseeing and we had like an hour between this and that. And you were like, hey, you want to go to a church service? And I was like, yeah. And then we did. And it was cool. I've always wanted to go to a Quaker service because they're just quiet. Yeah. They just sit in a room quietly in a circle facing each other. And then if you feel like. If you're compelled to say something. You stand up and you say a thing and then you sit down. Nobody speaks to it. Nobody claps. And Mm -hmm. then it's just quiet again. And um, I fell asleep twice at least. (laughs) I was actually really meditating. And then I did fall asleep a little bit. But once just for just for a quick second. Just one time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gosh, this is a hard question. I don't know because there were so many things that we did that I loved yeah. But I think we talked about, you know, before our trip, we talked about what kind of trip we wanted to have. Yeah. And for me, even though I had never been to England, I didn't want a checklist. Yeah, that's right. And you had been to England before. That's right. And had seen all these places before. Well, no. I had Most of these places. Maybe half of these things I did. Okay. But yeah. But you were like, yeah, there's only a few places that I want to see. Right. Come to find out. 
Nima had a checklist like 30 things deep yeah, and kept right, adding about. to them That's right. while we were there. And so I was really going with the flow. But some of them were super easy. It was like get in a black cab or yeah. go see the globe or, yes. you know. And I don't regret any of it. Yeah, yeah. I just wouldn't have chosen to do all of those things. Right, right. Yeah. But now that you've done all those yeah. things, you don't ever need to do them again. It's on tape. So <laughs> it's a contract. Um, yeah, I don't know. I There were so many things that I loved. I really loved just hanging out with your family yeah, and getting really to know cool. those that side of the family or that faction. And I really loved Brist- Bristol? No, Brighton. Brighton, yeah. Brighton was cool. Nima got a tattoo while we were there. In Shoreham, and yeah. We, uh, yeah, because I can't remember which was which now that I think about Brighton it. Brighton was where we went and we sat and ate food. Shoreham, okay, so we that just... was, Brighton was way cool yeah right was super we cool. found some mirrors for our wall <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we it was just such a cute little cobblestone cool markety oh yeah place with all these really cool shops i really loved it and i loved fortnum and mason oh, i could have spent all day there yeah you really could have and although we didn't exeter exeter was cool i don't know that there was enough there to go back yeah but it was really cool yeah um, Cambridge, Cambridge was great. I got to see my niece and yeah. her family. And that How was cool really was fun. that? I know it was needed. It was really good for my heart. Also, to we see. we committed a little bit of a crime. We may or may not have put something on a bench near or around <laughs> Cambridge. Cambridge, yeah. Um, in honor of my mom. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> what about you? What would you choose to do? This is a really hard question that you didn't asked me about before so now i just feel like i'm hemming and hawing there's there's a lot of stuff that i did that i thought was really cool like a lot of stuff that we got to do together that i thought was really neat like riding in a black cab was really fun it was like a long lifelong dream of mine to do that and we got to do it a few times i thought that was neat like going to jj fox and having a cigar and sitting in churchill's chair was like a bucket list thing i don't need to do that again yeah I really, really enjoyed Exeter more than more than any. I feel like Cambridge was a one trick pony. Cambridge, you go there, you punting, you do the punting thing, you go and see the gardens, you hang out with your family. But if like Jamie wasn't there, I don't think I'd go back to Cambridge. But Exeter had that river and the inn that we stayed in. The White Hart Inn was so great. The people were so friendly. It had that high street there. That was really cool. And then remember the the little bar that we went to that had liquor 43. That was neat. So that was cool. I I might want to do that again. I there's obviously other places I want to visit as well, but of all the things that we did, I think probably the number one thing I'd want to do again is afternoon tea. Yeah, that was really fun. That was a really and I'd like to experience it at different places. Yeah, and the place that we went to was near your aunt and uncle's house oh, and yeah. it was gorgeous there was a whole garden it was a hotel but they had all these gardens and so we walked around the gardens for like an hour oh that's right yeah oh you know i really did like um hampton court which was henry the eighth's castle oh yeah that was cool yeah hampton court was super cool a lot of walking but it was really interesting and made me wish i had paid more attention in history class but but yeah i don't know it's hard to say what was my yeah, Favorite Darjeeling day. Express was really neat. Yeah. If Back to the Future was playing again, I definitely want to go see Back to the Future again. Would yeah. you see it again? I would see it again. Would you really? Yeah. Did you like it? I did not expect to like it as much. I know, right? 
other than the bad American accents, it was It wasn't great. bad. It, listen, no, 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 <laughs> Look, hold on. I was doing a play like this, and everybody was like, oh, Michelle has a terrible British accent. They no, would no. not be wrong. And hold if they on. did it for two hours on stage, no. well, they paid. And then my sister, quote Stop. unquote, and no, the play was doing the... a British accent yeah, like, yeah. hey, Michelle, <laughs> what are you doing? And we were supposed to be sisters. And I'm like, you too. Anyway, I was at the, the no, bridal no. store this morning. <laughs> oh, did you pick a dress yet? Are you fucking kidding me? I don't think the accents were bad. They were just mislocated. One was from <laughs> Brooklyn. The other was from, like... Minnesota or Michigan. She wishes. They were they were different accents for sure. As an hey, American. Hey Ma, what you doing? What are you doing, Mom? And then she's like, Stop being such a boy. Stop being such a jerk. That's his sister. <laughs> what, well what are you what are you, what am I supposed to do? Guys. I thought it was great. You don't, it you was don't great. watch Back to the Future for the accents. Come no, on. But if you're gonna fucking play on essentially Broadway in London. Okay. It was the Adelphi. It was hardly. No, 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 it was in the West End. It was like Broadway. It's the yeah. world premiere yeah. of, like, it's before Broadway. I cannot wait for Back to the Future to come out here. Yeah. I'm going to have some American actors in the first <laughs> Look, they win all the awards. I can bitch about their accent. Yeah, okay? fine. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> that was a really good uh, British accent. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I would also want to spend more time with the family. Oh yeah. I feel like we, we got to spend a lot of time with them, but did. it wasn't enough. It yeah. was like it was. We were there for so long, and I'm so grateful that we were able to stay with them. Oh god, um, yeah. What a blessing. But you know, it's hard to have visitors for that long. So they also had to work. <laughs> they were working yeah. and you know, lives in all these different directions. So I felt bad for... I'm sure we were a bit of an inconvenience yeah. at some point. Oh, so sure. it was like a couple of times when we were like, we're going to go to Cambridge for a couple of nights. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go to Exeter for two nights. All right, yeah, great, have fun. <laughs> but they were so lovely. And it was like such a joy to be able to have that as our home base and come back and spend like an, a week here and then go off for a couple of days and then come back to their house for a week and then go yeah. away for another couple of days. And, um, yeah, it was just, we did so many group dinners and barbecues yeah. and uh, a lot of drinking and a lot of... Yeah, Mohsen and, and Julie had yeah, us over at their us house. Over there at their friend's house. God, and that was so nice. It was just like... Such a big house. Really lovely. I love them yeah. so much. And they're such interesting people. That's what I would want to do again is just like hang out with them some more. Yeah, it was really great. It was really, really fun. And, and you know, just... You know, you you love your family, but then when you get to spend that much time with them, you're like sort of sometimes thinking like, oh, you know, we might get sick of each other after three weeks. But thankfully, there was kind of enough space and time between hanging out with everybody and doing our own thing and going into town and coming home and hanging yeah. out that there wasn't ever like, a, uh, we should <laughs> we should probably fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there was no there was not a lot, not any expectation of us like yeah. They weren't expecting us to be at a place at any time. You know, it was yeah, always yeah, like yeah. we could make our own plans without feeling obligated to them. Yeah, yeah. Even though we wanted to make plans with them. And we did. We were able to like sit down and go, we want to do this. Can you do this? What day can you do this with us? What day can you help us do this? Go, you know, take us to the train station or whatever. So it was a really collaborative oh, kind yeah. of thing. And we're so lucky and so grateful to them for just 
opening their house and um, being so fun. Yeah, it was really great. They really they're excellent hosts. Yeah, and we we were kind of blessed with, with good well, good hosts, and we were blessed with great weather too while we were out there. Yeah, that was really great. I bought the cutest rain boots. Oh, you were so mad. What do they call them? Wellies. Wellingtons. Unless you're in Back to the Future, and then it's uh, Wellies. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> hey, have you seen my rain boots? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Talking shit about that was Doc, by the way. Stop it! No, it wasn't. (laughs) Marty, we gotta (laughs) we gotta put the rain boots on the clock by nine p.m. Doc was good. They were all great actors. Honestly, they were all really, really, really good. Yeah, he did seem a little bit like Mark Lynn Baker to me, though. I don't know who that is. Perfect Strangers. He was Cousin Larry. Mm, Nope. Okay, great. Don't worry about it. Anyway. Shout out to Mark Lynn Baker for listening to this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to go cough. Okay, great. And um, thanks for letting me be open and vulnerable. Do you have podcast. a faux cough? Are you going to, are you going to folk off? Why don't you folk off? <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. Here's what you're going to do. First, First you're, you're going to folk off. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that F-A-A-U? F-A-U-X. F-A-U-X. K-A-U-F. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so, now what if you were um, from New York? How would you say that? Uh, you're going to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, why don't you fuck off? Why don't you fuck off? <laughs> if I can't cough for real, I'm going to fuck off. <laughs> hey, if you can't really cough, fuck off. If sometimes you have a plant and it's real, but then your other plant is faux, huh? folk off. <laughs> what? I don't know. I lost What it. if we start a new a new coffee brand called Faux Coffee? Faux Coffee. Faux Coffee's <laughs> sake. If you don't like this coffee, Faux Coffee. coffee. <laughs> it's not real coffee. Yeah. But it's got caffeine in it. It's like plant-based. Plant- it is plant It's meat-based. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. No, no. It's plant-based coffee. That's so stupid. Faux no. <laughs> you know the... um. Like impossible, yeah, so yeah. So it's like impossible coffee, <laughs> yeah. full coffee, but it's made from something weird like crickets or some shit. <laughs> it's the opposite. It's the opposite of full coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> made from mealworms and crickets. They do that. They because have like we can protein powder that's made from crickets. Yeah, and shit. fuck yeah, they're high. I keep telling you, they're a high source of protein, and they're oh, the future great. of protein in great, this country. Great, go for it. You eat should it. eat it. You should. I'm going to feed it to you. No. I'm going to get some crickets and mealworms and we're going to eat no, them. No, I'm closing my mouth. Michelle, Michelle, you're going to have one. Fuck off. <laughs> if you try to stick a cricket in my mouth, you can fall coffee. <laughs> I love my voice right now. It's like, it's very uh, versatile. Who do you think, who do you keep saying you sound like? That I keep confusing Kathleen Turner, and I keep confusing her with Sybil, Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, yeah. No, Kathleen Turner is so like. Yeah, she's but she not sounds even, more. I don't like even this. know if she's like. 
able to talk anymore. Stop you know I mean? it. She's not been around in a long time. I, I wish her well. She's counting all her money right now. Uh, she's almost done. I hope so. She was last on Friends, and that was like 20 years yeah. ago. But she used to do the Lexus commercials. Oh, yeah. And she had like this. I can't do it because yep. my voice is talking <laughs> right now. But she has this like resonance that's like velvet. Yeah. Lexus. Lexus. Anyway, I love her. Yeah, she's awesome. On well, that note. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for letting me uh, Irish goodbye this shit. No, Irish goodbye is just peace out. You're, oh, we're Persian, Persian goodbye the shit out of oh, this that's right what now. I meant. But thank you for sharing. Thank you for being vulnerable. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you. And look, we'll we'll have an update episode if and when there's an update to be had. Yeah, it's a little crazy to, to like admit that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Or that I'm curious about thinking about it yeah. <laughs> on this podcast because I know you'll check up with me. Well, I won't. That's the thing. And I and I, I or and maybe your listeners will, and they'll be like, "Hey, my listeners might. They might hit you up because I I know a few of them have added you on on uh, on yeah. Instagram. We're all friends. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. But I'm not going to check in with you because I I think of I think back to when I decided to have the surgery and after I talked to my doctor and everything. And then I remember I reached out to my sister first because I was I was going to test that water before I told my parents because I knew once I told my parents it was going to be like forever forever but if I told my sister she we she and I have a good enough relationship to where she can kind of understand where I'm coming from and give me the space and I was like hey I'm thinking of doing this thing and she was like all right cool I've done the research and I was like yeah she's like all right dope and then she never like checked back in like hey how's it going what's going on what's the plan what does it look like let me know whatever and then I was like, all right. So then after I started doing the classes and everything, and once I finished the classes, and of course I talked to you about it and everything, then I was like, now I'm going to tell my parents because now like the surgery is going to be in like three to six months. Then yeah. I told my parents. But I really appreciated the fact that that my sister never like checked up on me yeah. or looked into that because it, it I feel like if she would have, it would have felt like like, well, you know, I always say this too, like if if you decide you're going to take the trash out and then as soon as you stand up to go get the trash, your wife goes, hey, can you take the trash out? It's the last fucking thing you want to do <laughs> on earth. Like I want to do it, but I want to get the full credit for it. Yeah. So I'm not going to check back in with you at all. all if, right. if whatever happens, happens, you want to share with me. That's fine. All right. Well, yeah. I'll keep you posted. All right. Cool. TBD. All right. TBD. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, what was it called? <laughs> Well, that co- was a real one. <laughs> coffee. What is it? <laughs> for co- what is it called? Why did we forget already? For coffee. For coffee. For coffee. Because you just looked right, looked at me right in my eyes, yeah. and you literally were just like, "Go fuck yourself." No, folk. I you said, said fuck, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I said, "Go fuck yourself." Go, saying, fuck, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck off yourself. I couldn't think of it. You go fuck yourself. Yeah. Huh? Go fuck yourself. Go fuck you. Well, we're gonna go fuck ourselves. Go fuck off. <laughs> we're gonna go fuck off. Go fuck Fuck coffee. God damn it. That's what it is. Fuck coffee. Fuck coffee. Oh Jesus. I think we just had a collective brain aneurysm. <laughs> Because we 
both couldn't think of it, but yeah. all I was thinking is that you called me. You said, to me, <laughs> no. go fuck off. I was fuck, trying to do the go thing. Fuck go fuck yourself. Well, we're going to go fuck ourselves. All right. Everyone. Jesus. Tell everybody, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Fuck off. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, give us a five-star review, and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast or let us know what you think at mygastricsleevepodcast.com. 